All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Northside Podcast. I am your host with the most from the Third Coast, and it's good to be back in the fucking studio because... I miss it. I've been out of town, you guys. Uh, when this episode drops, uh, most likely you you will hear what uh, I've been up to lately. But uh, enough of that. We have two special guests here. Uh, I saw these guys uh, maybe about a month ago uh, at The End, which is a uh, music venue here uh, off of Lawndale. And these guys just fucking killed it. These guys were just amazing. And... Yeah, uh, this is Breathwish. Give a give it a round of applause for Breathwish. <laughs> yes, guys, welcome to uh, welcome to the welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Thanks for having, having us. us. No problem. Thanks. Thank you guys for reaching out. It was I thought it was like such a funny coincidence how like I saw you guys and then like a week later you reached out to me, Giovanni. Like like hey, we want to be on your podcast. And I was just like wait. Y'all know who I am. <laughs> We're in your walls. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think there's something else in my walls too, but <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But yeah, um, but yeah, you guys did really a really good set when you guys played at the end with the clumsiest and uh, too close for comfort. It was a really good show. Thank you. So, uh, but yeah, how long have you guys been uh, playing music together? Oh man. I mean, I've been playing music with Gio since I met him in college, and that had to be like 2012, 2013, something like that. Okay, okay. Yeah, we, we met in music school, and we've been like best buds ever since. Um, but we're on our fourth year of Breathwish currently. Okay, cool. And were you guys in a previous projects before Breathwish? Yeah, a couple. Like in college, just like getting together with people in the music school and trying to like crank out some just like mathy music but uh never like anything that like got to play shows it was more just like hobby kind of stuff okay so like a jam band kind of sort of yeah <clears throat> that's cool that's cool uh so what got you into music both of you guys like what was the uh like the what's it the uh the current event the canon event that was like <laughs> i love this i love music i want to discover this i want to get into this i want to do this for the rest of my life Hmm. Well, you, I'll be, you take this one first. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Um, I'll be honest, man. It, it was like my senior year of high school, and I was about to graduate, and I was like, I don't have a ton of skills. Like, I'm terrible at math. I could barely read. Um, so I was like, well, I do know how to how to play, you know, guitar and, and violin. So I decided to go to music school, and it was out of like necessity. <laughs> it was out of like I need something to do that I'm. I'm currently good at. And then, you know, like I had my influences. I I studied classical music, but I was me and Zach were jamming, you know, like Houston rap and uh, math rock and like Japanese city pop and stuff and we were just like, "Hey, um we're bored. Let's let's do something. Let's let's jam out." And then and then history was made. 
That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You know, I, I had a similar uh, experience with UGO that uh, when I was a senior in high school, I was just like the same thing. I was like, I don't, I don't know anything. Like, I just know music, and I actually wanted to go to. Um, uh, where was I going, going to? Steve uh, SFA up there in Nacogdoches because apparently mm. they have a music program and uh, they were there, I guess, trying to recruit kids to go to their college. And I was really interested <laughs> in going, but uh, eventually I, I didn't go because I was just uh, I was kind of nervous about going to college. And I was just like, mm, I'll just do it the hard way. I'll just start a band and, you know, <laughs> do it that way. You. But uh, it's been a long time coming. But I mean, um, where did you go to school for, for music, actually? We went to more school of music at UH, oh, just down okay. the road a little bit. Nice. Mm-hmm. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. That's right. Um, and Zach, for you, what was, uh, what was your musical influences growing up? Man, I mean, I've been, like, doing classical music, like, since before I can remember. Like, my parents started me super young, which I'm, like, really thankful for. But, like, I, I was always just, like, ah, whatever, classical music. But, like... My brother, like, got his first guitar. He was, like, three years older than me. He got his first guitar when I was in, like, sixth grade, and I would just, like, wait for moments to sneak chances to play on it because, like, that stuff, like, really enticed me. And he had, like, a a metal cover band. They would do, like, Black Sabbath and, like, Iron Maiden covers and stuff, and I thought that shit was so cool. And uh, eventually, like, I just started finding friends in high school who wanted to make bands and we started making music and I was like, now this is what I want to do. Like I would finally like go out and see shows and be like, no, 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 this, this is what I want. And like, see like, like garage punk bands and like, like all sorts of in, uh, just instrumentations in the Valley. Cause I'm, I'm from the Valley originally. Hey. So there's a lot of cool music down there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it was like kind of just like high school and seeing bands live. It's me just going like, oh, no, no, this is the music I want to do. And that like even like spiraled even more in college when I came to Houston and just started seeing these like crazy experimental bands with like sound I never even could like imagine. Like I remember seeing Caddy Wampus play for the first time in Houston. I was just like, dude, two people can make music that insane. I was like, I have to do stuff like this. Yeah. Um, now, I, you guys brought up something that's very interesting. So you both are classically trained pretty much, right? Yeah. How much has that really helped you in, like, music theory and, and uh, creating songs and stuff like that? Because for me, I'm a self-taught musician that, you know, learned from, like, the early days of, like, the Internet, trying to find tabs and, and chords to, and stuff like that. Um, but how much has it helped you, uh, I guess, musically? Cause I know class, class, classically trained musicians are, are different beasts than other musicians that are taught by like, you know, just a guy in a room with a guitar. Well, uh, I just like the biggest thing is like the ear, the ear training is just like, there's a stronger foundation there. So like, there's like, it's a little easier to navigate a lot of stuff just by like jamming and you can kind of just like figure things out a little easier. Um, but yeah, like I, I had some difficulty too, just like figuring out guitar because that wasn't my native instrument and it took time. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think the ear is the biggest part for me. And you, Gio, what about um, you? Yeah. Music theory for me. Uh, so I grew up 
I, I learned how to read music like super late in my life. Zach was a Mozart to the womb baby, right? Oh yeah, like had the headphones, <laughs> the, the the belly, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I didn't like Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned music kind of late, um, but I was mostly just by ear until I got to college, and that was like a big shift in my musical training. Uh, as far as like jamming with Breathwish, I'll say that it, it helps communicate better during Mm. practice and when we write things like it kind of like expediates the process instead of being like hey what note goes here we just know oh it's a b minor nine chord so you have five choices basically Mm -hmm. and you can narrow it down from there so it it just kind of helps writing the writing process go a little smoother okay i will add to that like the the music theory you learn in college is like so unapplicable to writing emo music often like there's so much depth to like college music theory. And then like you leave and like, it's just like, okay, there's all these rules and stuff, but like, this just sounds good. I'm going to, I'm going to write what sounds good. And you kind of like start to throw that stuff out. Okay. Okay. And for anybody that's wanting to learn music, listening to this, how important is to learn like music theory and, and stuff like that? Like, do you really think it's, like super important for a, a young musician or maybe an older musician to learn? Or is it just like, eh, I mean, what's your opinion? I mean, you guys, you know, what's the school for all that? I think the fundamentals are important, like knowing what like a G7 means and uh, like what kind of chords come after a chord like that, like kind of the circle of fifths idea and just like knowing how to read chord notation, like, you see like a B minor nine and you're like, Oh, that's these notes. And that's in this key. And that goes to this kind of territory. Like, I think that stuff's the most applicable knowledge that you would need as a guitarist really. Okay. Okay. I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. I think, um, (laughs) I think, um, a little taste of music theory is fine. Um, but if you get too much, you can go mad with knowledge and you start overthinking yeah. too much. Too and it's, yeah, you get too deep and it's like, wait, I learned that this is a rule and I can't do this. And you're like, you're in your head too much. They're like music is like, you know, it's just made up. <laughs> like, you don't have <laughs> yeah. to listen to anybody if you don't want to. Yeah, that's true. Like, so for like, I asked because I didn't learn music theory and i had several people kind of like tell me like oh you should learn it it would help you and i was like hey i've been doing it this far i mean (laughs) i mean i was like do i need it do i not Mm -hmm. i mean but i don't i I, like i said it's helped i haven't learned it so far and it's kind of helped me i guess through my music career so i'm just like i guess i don't but you know if i could go back in time to a 10 year old me i would actually tell my parents like hey maybe you should Find somebody better than some old guy with a guitar in a country music studio. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 how I learned. It, it's a weird story. Not really weird, but uh it's just some random like country music studio in like the hood um over off of Jensen in fifty nine. And this okay. guy this guy recorded Clint Black and like all these other like Houston country music artists. And he has like gold records and all that, and I was just like, "Here, this is where you guys record music here." 
It's like this in the this is that was like when I was ten. That's kind of uh, amazing. I still remember all that. But I mean, he he helped out very well, and he, he didn't really know like music there either, because you know, I guess then they didn't know. But uh, like I said, it's helped me so far. Anyways, enough of that. So you guys started Breath Wish about four years ago. You said right? Yes. And uh, what is the meaning behind the name? Is it there's something deeper, or is it just like like oh, this kind of sounds cool? We'll just go with this. All right, you got this one, Geo. <laughs> um, there is a um. I guess their third wave emo band, uh, Algernon Cadwallader. They were just like an emo band from, gosh, uh, I have to look Al- it up. Pen- Pennsylvania, I think, somewhere. Yeah, you look it up. Uh, but anyway, they were like a huge influence to us and they had a, like a particular song that we really enjoyed and it was a pun on the, the term death wish. Mm-hmm. They just called it breath wish. And when we were struggling to, select a name for ourselves we went through like a million of them and we're just like hey well we like this band we love that song what if we just use that and everyone's like yep sure check and that was pretty much it do you guys remember any of the names that you guys were like thinking about using oh god i don't that was so long ago but it's like so funny to me that's like the hardest part for us was deciding on a name. It's like, hey, we got all these songs. Um, we're ready to record. What 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 the hell do we call ourselves? <laughs> I think at one point we were just like, screw it. Let's just call it like Zach plays guitar. <laughs> <laughs> just like I don't want to think about it anymore. Yeah. Oh my god, it's always it's always hard coming up with names because it's like you don't want to come up with something somebody already has. And then it's like, does it sound good? Does it sound wonky? Does it sound weird? Like, does it fit with our style? Um, it's always hard coming up with names, especially with like podcast like names trying to come up with mine. Like, um, I don't remember any of the names of the podcast uh, that I had, uh, you know, for this one. And just one day, I was just like inside the north side and. Uh, I was like, that sounds pretty good. I was like, well, I'm from the north side of town, you know, off 45 and, and Parker. And I grew up around here, and I was just like, okay, well, I'll just go with that. It didn't sound appealing after a while. People were kind of like, ah, it doesn't sound good. It sounds too long. Um, but now it's like it's taken, like, its own identity, and people like it, and people know me by that. So, right. like, you know, oh, yeah. it's, 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 it's its own thing. So, like, I see with, like, Breath Wish, it's like you guys were just like, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, like I said, it came with a bunch of iterations, but um, it, it, it got to a point where we were just like sick of thinking about it. So it was like well, the next one wins, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been like chips and guac or something. Yeah, it could have been something <laughs> silly. That's That would be a weird uh, like band name. Like, hey, we're playing chips and guac afterwards. They're, they're headlining. <laughs> there's a band that i used to listen to uh i don't know if they're still around they used to be called uh weekend nachos weekend nachos <laughs> like <laughs> nachos on the weekend oh man that sounds pretty good no, i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> that is uh eye-catching i guess in a way um <laughs> so how'd you guys meet the other members of the of the group so uh massey was also a student at moore school of music he was a percussion major so yeah, I think I, I think I met Massey in one of my music theory classes. I think that's how it happened. Then we had we had Lucas 
We actually sent a blind Craigslist ad and we I think we had like three offers. We were just looking for a new guitarist. We just got out of, uh, back from our tour and um uh, the other guitarist, we you know, we we said goodbye to him. Um so we put out a, a Craigslist ad and uh, we got three people that reached out. I think one of them was just like a meme. I think he was trolling, I'm pretty sure. And then we had two people actually come in and audition and um Lucas just had a bunch of charisma and I was like sold. Like as soon as he came in, I was like, this is the guy. And he he practiced and he we we chose like two or three of our like hardest not hardest. I mean we play stupid songs, but two of our like two or three of our hardest songs um to like improvise to to see what people could throw on there and he just like owned it. So he just started jamming away and I was like, All right. I see you. <laughs> That's like the best compliment you can give. Like, I see you. I see you. <laughs> it's not like very great. You've played this like, no, nah, I see you. Like, I get it. <laughs> um, so, guys, I have a question for you that I've been asking uh, a lot of the bands that I've been getting on. So, for me, I've been playing music in, in groups for the last maybe 10 years of, of, of my, my adult life. And I've always wanted to start a group, but I've never had the, I guess the, uh, the, not the knowledge, but the, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the word, but like, it's hard for me to write like lyrical to like lyrics to music. Um, and sometimes it's kind of the opposite. Like I can write really good lyrics, but I have a hard time coming with music because I, I guess I'm an overthinker when it comes to music. Um, but for me, what guys do you, what, what do you advice you have of like, like starting like a small process of like how to write songs and how to write music to those songs? Dude, I I struggle so much with the same thing. Like I really feel like I excel with writing riffs and I'll even like have like melodies in my head of like what to sing and I'll like pitch it at Geo and I'll be like, Hey, this is like the concept of the song right now what the hell do I say, man? And uh, Gio really pulls through with a lot of the lyrical content for our music. And it's kind of, like, funny, because, like, a, a, each of our songs will have, like, a different who did what and contri- contributed what concept to it. Like, there'll be songs of ours that are much older that, like, Gio wrote and wrote all the lyrics for, and maybe, like, I wrote the bass line. Uh There'll be like current songs that like I wrote the guitar parts, Gio wrote the lyrics and like there's like so much like back and forth going on where like certain songs have like an actual history to them and they like continue to evolve. Like there's some of our old music that like is played much different now than it used to be when we were first a band. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, So. So we, me and Zach, we split the lyrics. Uh, I wouldn't say 50, 50. It's just kind of like, as, as we get inspired, um, I've definitely drawn from a lot of like sad stuff. And now that I'm older, I draw from like good stuff, you know, that's happened as I'm 30 now. Um, and then Zach went to school for creative writing. So anytime we have lyrics that are like learned or like in the, like, you know, like smart, (laughs) Definitely, Zach. Uh, and anytime we have lyrics, they're like the ABC song. Those are my songs. 
the ABC songs. I would, I would <laughs> say that. <laughs> yeah, just like stupid stuff. Like okay, okay, oh, okay. I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> like yeah, like Doctor Seuss rhymes. You know, like that's me. That's like a difficult background for me to reconcile, though, because like yeah, I like took a lot of like writing classes in college, but like. I don't want my band to like sound super academic. Like I want it to sound very relatable to like anyone listening. So that's why I like, I think I get in my own head and like overthink my words too much, mm-hmm. but uh, sometimes it, it gets easy. Like, I mean, I mean, I adopted a cat a few years ago and I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna write a song about this cat. And this is it. That just like came out of me. It was simple. So I don't know. Sometimes it works. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, because there's there's moments where I'm driving because I have, I'm a truck driver. So there's moments where I'm driving and I'll think of something that happened in my life, and then I'll come up with lyrics, and then I'll write it down. And it's like, okay, I got a chorus, and it's like, okay, now I need to write a verse for this or write this. And sometimes mm-hmm. I have a lot of things where it's just there's just choruses, or there maybe it's like a verse or two and stuff like that. Um, but I do have. Three songs that I have currently that I, 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 I came up with. One of them I wrote like 10 years ago. Um, and I'm trying to give it to the band that I'm in now or trying to have them help me with it. But the thing is, it's on a laptop that got fucked up last year. And I'm, mm. I'm trying to get the hard drive, like all that stuff. And I'm just like, this song is really good. And I've had it for like 10 years. Um, mm. I don't know why I didn't save it somewhere else. I guess I wasn't thinking. Um, but some other ones I, I came up with, and uh, I was telling to my bandmates, and I was just like, "Hey, so like, what do I do?" Because each of them has a has a group of their own. Um, you guys played with Clumsiest, Raul. He's our lead singer. I mean, not lead singer, okay. but lead guitarist of uh, Where Comfort Lies. Um, oh. The drummer is the lead singer, so that's it's kind of like a reverse role thing for him. Oh, props um, to him. Yeah, <laughs> and then our other. Uh, our drummer from our band, he is the lead singer and lead guitarist of his own group called Merlin. So, uh, so the, you know, each all three of them are lead singers of their own group. And you know, I've I've talked to them and like, hey, like, what do you think I should do? And they've been very helpful. So it's it's nice to find and have bandmates that are like willing to help you out because to help you do your own thing. Because I've been wanting to start my own group for like a long time, but I could just never find the right people or come up with like the right stuff to write about, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. I I have like, there are certain places that are like sacred areas where I get my most inspired for lyrics. And I just have like several notes in my notes app. Like I'll just stitch things together. Um, There'll be like a rehearsal where someone's like, Hey, we need to finish the song. And I'm like, okay, so I have, a hundred notes apps. Let's see what rhymes, what goes together, like the rhythm scheme and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I have to like find myself in those places. Um, <laughs> not to be like super weird or disgusting, but um, my friend's bathroom is a really good place to get inspired. Uh, the guy, uh, our friend Ryan, he, he like, he like built our pedal boards and stuff. He's like our, our in-house carpenter. Yeah. Um, his, his house, his, his bathroom is where we get the, the most, at least me, I get the most inspired. I'm like, Oh man, you know, like 
what about that one story or like that, that one breakup or whatever. And that's like, I get all of my thinking done. No, I I totally feel that dude. Like shower thoughts are real. Mm -hmm. That is real. And like, I do feel the bathroom thing too, though. It's like a temple of solitude, (laughs) honestly, where you can be like one with your thoughts. (laughs) But I do the notes app thing too. Like, and you said like, uh, like, oh, I wrote a little chorus thing, but, like, whoa, what do I do with the verse? I'll do stuff like that where, I like, a little thing hits me and I write a little chorus idea. And then I, like, just put that on the back burner. And it's, like, simmering for a long, long time. And then, like, a month later, I'll open it back up and, like, think of that song and the guitar riffs. I'm like, oh, shit. And I start cooking and, like, some more stuff comes out. So it can be, like, aggravating sometimes. But, yeah, my thought processes are really sporadic like that. Good to know that I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so you guys have been playing music for a while and stuff like that. What's uh, what's one of your best shows that you've done, and what's kind of the worst ones that you've done? Well, not say worst, but like a bad show in general, because you don't really want to say worst. It's kind of like a <laughs> thing, you know. But yeah, what's one of the best shows you've had, and what's kind of like a bad one that you've had that you guys remember? Hmm. Trying to have all of them in my head. There have been a lot of really great shows that I can remember. Um, Bad ones, hard to come by, I'll be honest. I guess, um, man, there was one time where um, our guitarist before Lucas, he got COVID. Mm -hmm. It was during that whole thing and... We had to like scramble a three piece set. We, we, we had hard committed to a show and we had to play it and we really were like missing him. Like, like man, we, what do we do without his guitar parts? And that, that was like a really awkward show. Like we, we wanted to support the touring band and I, I personally felt like, uh, like out of place. I think that was like a really hard show for me. Um, but as far as like best, there, there are a few that stand out. Anytime we played at the house of Jay, yeah, like we had all of these teenagers just like hard dancing to all of our songs, and like they bless them, they didn't know like any lyrics. I don't think, but they were just like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we went down to the valley um, twice, but the first time we played at this, um, they call it the bummer shed. It was just like a a shed like a big shed with mm-hmm. tractors in it it's some guy's house and um like the whole city showed up for that show yeah. it that was incredible was and they it were just like, going crazy and i know none of them like ever heard of us or listened to our music but they were there for it so yeah, yeah that, that was like an awesome homecoming for me and it actually like partially inspired me to write this uh future lp song called homecoming mm-hmm. so yeah Though, like, honestly, like, when I think about, like, okay, what makes a show a bad show? Like, like to me, like, a bad show would be, like, uh, all my strings popped, uh, people threw cabbage at me and booed. Uh, like, I feel like I don't feel like we've had bad shows. Like, sure, we've had shows where, like, there is, like, little attendance or, like, things like that where, like, we had to do it as a three-piece just little things like that. But I, even then, like we always like 
play well and have a good time and we laugh about it. It's like we're just having fun while we do this. Oh yeah, that's that's uh that's understandable. Well, don't I got a story for you guys. I have a bad story, a bad show that I actually did. So uh, Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. So I was in this group, uh, I'm going to say about six years ago, about twenty seventeen. It was like an alternative kind of rock group. This guy named Robert Soli. Uh, this was his group, and it was um, he was actually like a solo artist, but he wanted to start a band. So I was just like, "Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be in your band." You know, I, I played with him. Well, I didn't play with him, but I played on a show with him with the previous band that I was in. So it was kind of like a weird coincidence that we played a show together. Um, but anyways, so. Some months go by, we get a couple members, and we start playing some shows. We meet this guy uh, named Harley, and uh, he was just like, yeah, I want you guys to play in Old Town Spring. I got a beer garden. And we're like, okay, cool, a beer garden? That's 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 something. That, you know, People are going to be there. They're gonna, you know. uh, so we go. He gives me the address. So I, I, I usually like to show up to the venues early just to make sure and you know be there on time. And uh, I'm like, I don't know if this is the right venue. And it looks, it's an abandoned house. The house looks abandoned. It, it just looks trashed out. And uh, the lead singer shows up. And he's like, is this the place we're playing at? And I was just, I was like, I don't know, dude. I was like, I don't see the guy. I'm trying to get a hold of him. He hasn't messaged me back. And oh my God. <laughs> it's like the start of a horror movie. <laughs> oh, well, it, it kind of it is. So we... Um, we're like, I guess we're just going to wait in our cars. And he comes running. He's like, no, this is this is it. This is where we're playing. And I was just like, oh, no. Like, this is, no. I was like, I have a bad feeling about this. So he's like, yeah. <laughs> so we go, and he's like, no, it's open. It's open. So we go into the backyard, and it just, it just looks like a regular backyard. And I was like, this is the beer garden? I, th- like, I thought this was the grand opening. He's like, it is. And I was like, so where's the bar and everything? He's like, Oh, we haven't set it up yet. Like, but we're designing everything, and I was just like, "Oh my god, that's strike! That's strike two! <laughs> like, no, this is not. This is not going. This is not going to happen." And um, he starts like giving us the quote unquote tour. He's like, "Yeah, this is where the the beer's going to go. This is where the bar. This is where the other stage is going to be at." And um, and you know, like, this is where everyone's going to sit. This is where the taco truck's going to go. And we're like, okay, cool. I was like, I thought this was like a grand opening of the place, but I guess not. So he was like, hey, do you guys want to come into the VIP section? And the VIP section is like this garage. (laughs) And we walk in, and it's like decked out in like 50s, like country, like it's like a, it's like a country theme, like, like John Wayne and all those guys, like it's a country themed, like garage and i'm just like oh we're gonna die <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> die here if something's gonna happen we're we don't have anybody else the drummer wasn't there the bass player wasn't there so we're just like we're screwed um but no he was just like this, this is the vip he's like hey do you guys want to get high and i was just like i shouldn't but I was like, nah, might as well. If I'm gonna die, I might as well get you know, might as well be a little bit, <laughs> a little bit high. So we smoked and you know we we uh, we played the show, and um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen The Office. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you know that scene where they're supposed to do like a, I don't know if it's like a talent show or like an open mic, and it's a small little stage? Uh, yeah, I think so. So think that's, that's, that's the size of the stage we were actually playing on. Oh, no. <laughs> so we were just like, how are we going to set up the drums? Who's going to have one side of the stage? And who's going to be like, we were just figuring out everything. Meanwhile, I'm high and I'm like, I can't, I can't focus. I was literally like in Call of Duty mode. Like when you're just looking at your instrument or your gun, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> the screen's yeah. like pulsing red. <laughs> so we're setting up. And people were slowly coming in. It was maybe like 20 people, maybe 25 the most. It was mainly just like the drummers, like family. And um, before we get on, he was like, hey, do you, you guys have batteries in your, in, your, uh, in your pedals? They're like, some of them are like, no, we don't. I was like, I do. He was like, good, because you guys are going to need batteries because we don't have any power. And I was like, what do you mean oh we don't have God, any dude. power? So I was, he was just like, you're the smart one, aren't you? And I was just like... Yeah, being high, I was like, I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up rigging like power from somewhere else. I don't know oh. where. And he he's like, all right, you guys are ready to go. So we play this, we play the music, and I don't remember anything. It's just like my point of view, <laughs> and just playing the guitar. And I'm like, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't. I don't have video of it of that show. I usually record all my shows, but I, I didn't this one. Um, but it felt forever. I was just like, oh, everything that didn't go wrong kind of didn't go wrong. But this was just like a weird position to put us in. And we ended up playing that place again for the second time. We didn't even think. We were just like, yeah, we'll play it again. We played this weird beer garden. We'll do it again. Um, but with that show... Um, we couldn't even get through our second song because the power kept cutting off. Oh, no. Went off right. about six times. So we were just like, you know what? We're not even going to play. Just just forget it. We wrapped up all our stuff and just left because yeah. it was bad. I would too, yeah. man. I was, That's off. It is. <laughs> was it, so let me ask, like, this was like a – faux grand opening did did people show up for that or was it like a private show for the for the owner no it wasn't like a private show like he knew people and he kind of invited them and they showed up but at that moment it was like a byob so mainly the people that showed up was the drummer's parents i think his cousin um some other people that that guy knew and uh maybe the rest of the musicians so there was other musicians that were playing that night too. Um, he invited this guy named Matt Harlan. Uh, I guess he's like an alternative, like country kind of songer, singer songwriter kind of guy. And um, he was just like, "Yeah, this guy's big time." And I was like, "Oh, I'm I've never heard of him." But uh, he's he did a favor for him. But he's got some pretty good stuff. It's like on Bandcamp and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was just it was like maybe twenty five people the max. The, the second time it was like maybe like 50 or 60, but okay. you know, it, it's, it's not good when you invite that many people and then like, you can't even play a show because that power keeps like going out. The power. <laughs> I was like, can we get power from somewhere else? There's a saloon <laughs> down the street. We can just like hook up from there. But yeah, it was, that, that was our bad. That was one of my bad shows that I've had. Man. 
We've been blessed. God damn. Yeah, we have. We have. <laughs> there have definitely been like embarrassing moments. Like I forget lyrics constantly. Like I'm. I'm gonna admit it. I have literally gone like, ah, blah 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 blah. What's the word? Uh, continuing on. Like I'll just do that. And to me. Like in my world, that was like a really bad performance night for me, but no one hears me anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, we'll always like do that and feel self conscious, and then we'll like talk to our friends after and be like, yeah, man, like they really need to like bring the vocals up. It's just like hard to hear that. And we're like, oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's always like, it's always the vocals, and you're just like, they didn't hear me. Good. (laughs) It's funny too, because, um, Massey, our drummer, he, um, like, after a, even, like, the most perfect, pristine set, one that we've been, like, practicing forever, we'll play a show, and I think it goes off without a hitch, and we play our last note, people clapping, and he's like, I fucked up, I did so bad, oh, my God, I'm sorry, y'all, and I'm like, dude, calm down, it's okay, like, we did great, <laughs> like, you you did perfect, so he's, like, he's always, like, angry about his performance. Like, get it together, man, you did good, calm down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes drummers are like that. I, don't, I I never understood that. And it's like, I, like, bro, you did like a six-minute solo. Like, you killed it. Why are you saying that? <laughs> you, you, you fucked up. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to ask you another question. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about, I guess, music that you guys coming out are coming out with, the future EP, the, the shows. So you got a show coming up November 4th, and that is for a a song that's coming out, right? Or in the LP or show. It's both, right? I think this is for our, our latest single. There we go. Our single, my bad. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're working our way up to a full album release. We're working on our second album. Um, but, uh, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing a little teaser, a okay. little appetizer. Ooh, a little appetizer. <laughs> yeah. And that is going to be at the, um, did you guys say was that the end? Is it end again? Yes, it, it'll be at the end on November fourth. Um, we it's the weekend after Halloween, and I made a I made an Instagram post, and I, I really want people to rewear their costumes or like I, I want to make it like a party. Um, like I, I want to get like a bunch of like holiday candy and just like put it in little jack o' lanterns and stuff. Like I want to I want to make it like a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I play I play a dead video game. I play RuneScape, and I bought a uh, one of the capes, like the prestigious capes. So I'm just gonna be just proudly nerding out. Like I, I want it to be like a big celebration. Um, we've never thrown a single release show before, so we're we're we're. I'm really nervous. I'll be honest. I'm really like, like scared about it. But um, we're hoping that people show out. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will show out. I mean. For the guys, I mean, for the people that have been listening to you guys, I mean, you guys throw a great set. You got great music. I mean, I'm sure they'll show out. So, thank you, thank you, thanks. Um, but yeah, so you're working on your second full length album. Um, is there any difference between your first album and the one that you're working on now? Is it like a different theme? Are you guys thinking of like other like maybe? That theme, well, yeah, I guess themes of like songs or stuff like that, or is it kind of just like, oh, this is stuff from last time, or like, oh, we're writing new songs. Mm, in terms of like the sound, like I, I like I like to think back to like our previous releases 
and like think about the songs that crowds like the most live, like songs like Jolt or Leno or things like that. And I like try to think about like, okay, what about this song like really gets people pumped up? Is it like the the tempo, the energy, like the lyrics? And I just like think to myself, all right, if this is what people love live, like uh, how can I write 10 more of these, mm-hmm. you know? But in terms of like themes and lyrics and stuff, I mean, a little bit of it is for me, like the whole idea of like coming back to the Valley and homecoming and stuff like that. There's like a little bit of like, you know, celebrating life because like, man, we're like at this point we're 30 and like full-time jobs and we're just trying to like make the most of life and not be sad and like making songs about like ex-girlfriends and stuff. (laughs) We're like, we're trying to make wholesome music, you know, and like uh, my call time, like that song that is also up and coming, like that's about like performance anxiety and like having someone to like look up to that like really motivates you to perform and stuff like a a lot of like just like current stuff in our lives that are going on yeah i can i can totally agree about that um trying to write stuff at like our current age because i am also 30 myself so it's like i don't want to keep writing about ex-girlfriends from like high school and like oh she did me dirty or this and that it's kind of like (laughs) kind of like write something about like i guess growing up and being an adult and kind of like experiencing life as as a 30 year old because like um you know i was thinking about this when um, when i did turn 30 i was just like i'm not who i was when i was 20 like 20 year old me had this idea of life and what was going to come, you know, for me for the next 10 years and like, Oh, it's going to be this, it's going to be that. And then now I'm as a 30 year old, I'm just like, none of that stuff happened. And it's like, okay, so what am I thinking of for the future? Like what, what can I expect for my next 10 or 20 or however long I'm going to be here? And, um, you know, I always find it interesting, and I, I do like it when older bands write from that perspective. You know, like, not everybody can be like Blink and write about, you know, weekends and partying and, and stuff like that. And I like now that they're writing stuff, you know, as as they're getting older, they're like 50 years old. So it's like you can't write about, you know, having a party on a Saturday and getting drunk with your best friends, you know, and stuff like that. It's like we're writing about life and writing about death and writing about family and and love and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so it's kind of like i i like that and i uh i'm excited to see what you guys have coming actually so thanks thanks man uh yeah i i I agree with that like um i'm just not that sad anymore like i i'm i'm done with the little shithead emo phase which is like terrible to say since we're like a pop punk emo band but (laughs) It's cool to write about like jumping around and like, well, there's that Simpsons quote where Homer's like, I sleep in a big bed with my wife. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of how it is now. Like I'm, I'm not worried about, you know, heartbreak. It's, it stunk, but now I'm, now I'm not that sad anymore. So it, it's, it's kind of hard to like find inspiration when that's all you've sang about for the last four years. Um, so yeah, like like Zach said, we're we're finding new things to talk about the joie de vivre and uh, death and life and stuff. 
Our new song uh, coming out, the single that we're releasing, is actually about like working too damn much and like oh, enjoying yeah. your time off. You know, exactly. Yeah. I totally that that'll probably be my banger for the rest of twenty twenty three. Yes, let's go. Yeah, because I, I mean, you uh, Geo said you're a teacher, so like I can understand like the stress of dealing with like children and stuff like that. And Zach, what do you, what do you do for work? I do the exact same thing, actually. Oh, so you go, both of you guys teach. Oh, so both of you have to deal with children. Oof, yeah, I could, I can relate. I used to work for for HISD like a couple of years ago. I didn't deal with children, but like going to schools and delivering and stuff like that, I could see how much of a hassle it is for these employees, especially like the uh, kitchen staff. You know, seeing teachers like trying mm-hmm. to handle kids, like five year old kids trying to eat, and then they're just wanting to play and stuff like that. So, like, I can see how stressful that can be. But yeah, man, like I enjoy my weekends. I enjoy just sometimes doing nothing on the weekends. Yep. Yeah, because you know? it's just we work too damn much, and we work so much for so little, and it's just like, damn. <laughs> when is Friday? So I could just exactly get in my comfort clothes and then just play Spider Man on PS Five all day. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, so Gio, you you said you were emo. Like, what is your favorite? What are your favorite emo bands? So, man, um, Algernon Cadwallader, which we got our our name from, is like top three for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually reunited for the first time in I believe ten years, and they're they're doing like this like reunion slash a, sounds like a farewell tour. Um, they're playing in Austin for like the first time I think ever um, next month. So I'm like super duper, extremely excited. So they're they're up there. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, uh, emo bands would probably be Cap and Jazz. Like they they yeah. invented Midwest emo, like literally. So they're like they're up there. Um, and then not emo, kind of emo, but um, pop punk related. Uh, Fallout Boy, like their oldest discography like their first like two or three albums are just like i'll i'll listen back to their stuff every now and again like i'll, I'll be like on the treadmill listening to it and i'll just find new stuff mm-hmm. like new things that they wrote when they were super young and it blows my mind because i i long to be that genius when i'm putting together silly songs like i'll i was listening to um what's that one song chicago is so Chicago two, two years ago. Two years ago, yeah, yeah. It just came on my shuffle today uh, when I was going to the gym, and um, I like noticed that the vocals did like a cool harmony with the guitar in this one moment, and I was like, I had never heard that before. That is so cool. Yeah, t- uh, take this to your grave is one of my favorite albums of all time. Like, I, I do go back and listen to that as well, and I do agree with you about the older discography. I take this to your grave. And uh, from another cork tree, and I, I guess you could say Infinity on High are some of my favorite albums. The three, the core three of theirs, because um, it's like pop punk, and then it kind of goes to like emo, and then it kind of goes to like emo pop, I guess in a way. So like you can see them like transform with each album. But I do love Take This to Your Grave. It's so pop punk. It's so raw. And yeah, you do discover little things here and there when you're when you you know when you listen to it again, you're just like, oh shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah. Certain riffs, 
you know, and stuff like that, where they double track it or triple track it and stuff like that. It's, I, I love doing stuff like that. I love talking about music and discovering stuff like that. So, you know, whenever I meet somebody new or go on a date, I'm just like, hey, did you know that this song had... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, there was something else. Also, like, I, I'm sure you know who Motion City Soundtrack is, obviously. Yes. So I didn't know that their song, Everything All Right, Everything Is All Right, that Patrick sang on the second chorus, I think, hmm. at the end of the, at the end, towards the end, where they're, where they're both, like, going off of each other in the lyrics. And I was just like, wait, he sang that? And I was like, I didn't know that. Because we actually covered that song for an emo night um back in august at scout bar and we were just picking like songs and we're just like yeah let's do this one so me deep diving and learning the songs and i'm just like wait i didn't know patrick's thumb sake on this song that's like well that goes more useless information in my head that i don't need <laughs> right yeah no it's cool because like i mean depending on what era that was i'm not i have never i i know just a couple of motion city soundtrack songs but i think they were they were swapping songs and singers right like i think um the lead singer for motion city soundtrack was on fallout boy songs or at least one mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. cool yeah like, this is a whole like i guess fueled by ramen thing that they were all on one song or this song. They're, they're all helping each other out which is cool because you know when you're younger you're just like yeah this song is awesome but then as a musician you're just like it's even better now because now i know there's other people on here that contributed to this and made it what it is so. right Right, right, right. Uh, so yeah, music. <laughs> so what else do you guys got going on uh, other than music wise? So like, it's Halloween. Do you guys got any like uh, like I guess stuff? Do you do do Halloween? Do you, do you guys like going to parties and stuff like that, or you're just like oh, I'm just gonna stay home and pass candy out? Like, what do you guys do for like holidays and stuff like that? Um. I don't know. Usually Halloween for me, I'm just like inside playing like Resident Evil or something. It's like little spooky vibes. But uh, I know if there's like a little shindig happening, like I'll hang out. But like I, I'm I'm too old for like ragers now. <laughs> I do love like, you know, getting into costume and character, though. Like Halloween shows are like the the peak for me, like just dressing up and like going crazy on stage. Like that would be ideal. That sounds fun. I would love to do a Halloween show. Same. Uh, this year, um, I have a wedding to attend <laughs> it's on on Halloween weekend. Um, so there, there's not really any spooky vibes there. It's more of like a love weekend. Um, so I can't say anything there. <laughs> it's going to be spent at like celebrating. Oh, well, love can a couple be spooky people. sometimes. Spooky love, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I- I think I heard some people when I was at ACL, they were talking about like going to like a wedding or something like that, like dressed up, like in like costumes. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, hmm, that seems, uh, that seems pretty weird. But it's like, I guess it makes it more fun. I don't know. Yeah. You know, you got somebody coming as Dora the Explorer and then her boyfriend's <laughs> as like fucking. Homeland, Master Chief, yeah, Master Chief or something, <laughs> something like that. It's so random, like it's, it's like that. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other stuff that I had like this whole thing of like what to ask you guys when I was at uh, ACL. Okay, well, yeah, we'll, we'll ask this. So this is a question I've been wanting to ask some of my musician friends, but I 
It never comes up because we're always talking about like other stuff. If you guys were able to throw a music festival and you could pick like a top six, who would you want to be your top six? Like who is like the headliner and all that in your in your music festival? Oh man, that is a tough one. Um, let's see. Um, gosh, I, I feel Beach like Boys would have to be there out of respect. <laughs> let's see. Um, the Beach Boys definitely have oh, to be there. Yeah. Well, okay, Brian Wilson though. Brian Wilson we'll goes like that. That was sounds era. So the yeah. pet sounds Brian Wilson Beach Boys. Oh my god, yeah. so, such a genius! Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, Biggie Smalls has to be there. <laughs> uh, what else? Gosh, I'm trying to think. Like, oh man, that's a difficult question. I know it's just like it is. That's just like we'll see if somebody can think of something. Like I, I classically trained again. Like I have, I take influence from like a bunch of classical stuff and like jazz, and it's really hard to <laughs> narrow it down since there's too much. Uh, I guess the bands I've talked about today: Fall Out Boy, Texas to Your Grave Era. Like I said, Algernon again, fourth name drop this this episode. <laughs> um, gosh. Me and Zach really we we enjoyed a lot of um, city pop when we were in our Ooh, yeah. Mid- Did you get Hatsuro Yamashita in there, dude? Yeah, uh, definitely. Maria Takeuchi, like that's a party, gosh. dude. Mm-hmm. The vibe for sure. Death Grips, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Machine Girl. We're we're huge Machine oh, Girl yeah, fans dude. in the band. Um, Hundred Gex. Yeah, I love I love me some hyper pop. So get goofy with it. Yeah, actually, those two bands, uh, Hundred Gex and Death Grips, were actually at the festival I was at in Chicago. Actually, I didn't get to oh, see nice. them um, because my phone got stolen. So, oh man, <laughs> yeah, like it's it, it, I've talked about this already in the previous episode, but just to kind of give a short synopsis, I went to Chicago for my thirtieth. Um, so I went to Riot Fest that they have out there. And it was the first day. Saw a bunch of bands: Hawthorne Heights, Bayside. Um, who else did I see? Uh, Silverstein, um, and some other bands. And Foo Fighters were headlining that day, so I was like, "All right, I'm excited to see the Foo Fighters." Um, I'm having a good time. I'm screaming and crying. I'm having, you know, singing all the songs that I know. And uh, I go to reach into my phone. I'm in my pocket, and my phone wasn't there. So I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like. I don't know what to do. Long story short, I ended up having to walk like seven plus miles the next day to a T-Mobile in order to get my phone. (laughs) Because I was just like, I have no way of contacting an Uber. I don't have any of my numbers saved. I don't know anybody in Chicago. So it was just like, I have to, I guess, do the most logical thing I can. So it was just, I didn't even get to enjoy the second day of the festival. It was supposed to be... Uh, Bowling for Soup, Enter Shikari, uh, Frank Turner, Queens of the Stone Age, and I didn't even get to go that day because yeah. I was just so tired and so sad. 
It sounds like a stacked festival. But oh, dude, man, it was so stacked. It really was. That is like a nightmare. <laughs> That's like yeah. so scary, dude. It was. It really was a night. I thought I was. I thought I was dreaming because I was just like, "There's no way." So literally, somebody reached into my pocket and got my phone. Like, there's no way. Like, and I literally had it seconds before. I was taking pictures and stuff like that. You know, putting it in my pocket. Like, nothing. Nothing's wrong. And um, nope. <laughs> Got to find out. You know, my my dad has always told me he's like, "Hey, put your phone, put your phone in your front pocket." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do that. I've been doing that for years." And then I told my dad, I was like, "Yeah, so putting my front my phone in my front pocket didn't work. So what do I do now?" <laughs> wow. But yeah, it was a it was a stacked lineup, and um, that's why I went. You know, it was uh, Foo Fighters turnstile one night. Queens of the Stone Age, the Postal Service with Dead Cat for Cutie the next night. And then the third night was Mars Volta and The Cure. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah. that's crazy, dude. (laughs) And I have a pretty controversial take on The Cure. I think they're, they just, I know the hits and I know they're really good. They have really good um, musicianship and they're a very hardworking band. But they just kind of felt boring for me. Just me saying that. They're also like 85 years old. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, they played the hits. They played Friday, I'm in Love. They played, you know, all the ones that people know. And then they come back to do an encore. And they're like, all right, we're going to play some old songs for you guys. You know, I'm sure you know all these songs. Come on, sing along. And I'm just like, I don't know any of these rest of these songs that you guys are playing. I'm like, there's these frat guys next to me smoking cigarettes. And just like, I fucking love this song. And I'm like, I don't even know what this song is. I'm surprised you know. (laughs) I'm just like, I guess. But I couldn't leave because there was hundreds and hundreds of people behind me. So I had to just stay there. And I was just like, I'm stuck. (laughs) I'm stuck watching it here. Gotcha. Man. Well, I hate that that happened, dude. But that, it sounded like it it was a badass festival. It was. For what it, I mean, those two days it was... it would have been better if I went to see like Inchicari and the other bands and Queens of the Stone Age because I love Queens of the Stone Age. I saw them for the first time in 2018 for the Free Press Summerfest slash In Bloom Festival that we used to have here in Houston. Mm. And um, yeah, like I, I was front row for that. I actually found pictures of that show. I had thought I had lost them or they were somewhere, and um, I went to my Google Photos. And I was just like, oh, shit, like, I have my photos from that, that show. And I was so close. Like, I was close, close. And uh, that was an awesome show. That was during their their Villains album tour. So, uh, but, yeah, since I missed them at Chicago, they're supposed to be coming to Houston in December. So I'm going to try to make up for that. There <laughs> you go. Again. <laughs> so, and it sucks because... Um, I saw the Foo Fighters for like an hour, and I was just like, okay, cool. Um, and then, of course, you know, I had to leave because I had to find somebody to help me figure out what the hell I was going to do. Um, right. But they were at uh, Austin City Limits Festival, and oh. I was just like, do I pick them or do I pick the 1975, which is one of my favorite bands. Both of them are favorite bands. Mm-hmm. So I ended up choosing 1975, but luckily they finished pretty early. So I was just like, okay, 
I just ran to like the Foo Fighters set, and I hear them playing one of their songs uh, called Aurora, and I was just like, oh my god, I didn't hear this one last time. I was like, I gotta go see it, um, and I made it for like two songs. I think it was like Monkey Wrench and um, Everlong. So I was just like, I guess it kind of makes up. I guess for gotcha. for the rest of the 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 show, I didn't get to go see. So right, 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 right. Yeah, but yeah, man, music festivals are not for thirty year olds. I nope. <laughs> yeah, man, I I'm telling you guys, I went to so the first day was a Friday, and I saw a bunch of cool bands and stuff like that. Um, I was going to see, I went to go see, I know you guys probably heard of uh, Major Lazer. These are, uh, you know, DJ <laughs> groups, Diplo and stuff like that. So I was just like, okay, I have to survive this show in order to see Kendrick Lamar. And I was in the back and I was just like, there's some way I'm going to get to this front. I'm, it's going to, it's going to be my, my goal. And as soon as that, that show started with Major Lazer, I jumped my way in and hip-hopped and moved all the way to the front. And I was pretty close. And then, you know, they were just like, oh, we have like an hour and a half to wait here. My God, my legs were killing me from standing up all day. There's a bunch of like 20-something-year-old kids around me, like moving around and and doing the wave and moving people with the crowd. And I'm just like, Oh my God. I was like, why am I here? Hey, stop that. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to die here. Like it's hot. It was hot that day, that Friday. I don't know why it was like 90 something degrees, but it was. And people were passing out left and right. And yeah. I was just like, I'm, I'm probably going to be one of those. I'm like 30. I was like, I'm an old guy. So, Gosh, dude. But luckily I survived. And uh, yeah, that show was pretty amazing. Uh, the, next day awesome. was, the next day was a little bit better. So, nice. But yeah, my cat, man, my, my calves and all that were just tensing up. And I had to walk like a good 30, 45 minutes to my car. And I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to survive. My legs are hurting. My back's hurting. I was just like, damn it. I didn't bring any medication with me. <laughs> Dude, I went to I went to ACL, I think, twice. The first time was just, like, in passing. I was just, like, like stoned out of my mind. I barely remember it. But the second time, I went alone, like, completely alone. And um, every step of the way, it was such a strange trip. Like, I... I got a little like, uh, like an Airbnb for myself. This was like, gosh, like 2017 or something. I um, Ubered to the the festival grounds, and even even from the air, even from the Uber, it was so strange. This guy, I was like his first trip that he was mm-hmm. driving for the first time, and um, he had a bunch of loose skittles like in the. Like in the bottom, like by like the floorboard area where you put like I don't know, like hand sanitizer and like just stuff in the door. Yeah, um, you just had like a bunch of loose Skittles and M and M's and like just candies that don't go together. First of all, but also should not be out of the packaging, just like loose. He's like, "Hey man, just take as much as you want. It's on the house." <laughs> I was what? like, "No, I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, thank you though." And but but he was like, "Hey, you know." Save my number. Uh, if you need a ride back, I got you. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Sounds good, dude. I, I really appreciate that. And the whole time, like, 
I got there. I, I was trying to watch Radiohead. Um, so I got there in time to see Foles play, and then it was Radiohead shortly after. Uh, oh no, no, sorry, it was it was Foles, and then it was uh, Flying Lotus, and then it was Radiohead. It was a pretty good show, uh, but everyone was like just going crazy. Uh, they were like ruining Radiohead's set by shouting like justice for Harambe or whatever because Harambe <laughs> was a big thing. And like Tom York, like it like he hated every minute of it. People were moshing and like starting fights to like mixomatosis, which if you know any Radiohead, like yeah, it's 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 badass, but like just just listen in peace. It's, it's kind of like you don't have to shove anybody. Yeah, uh, in my opinion, like it's not just not the music, it's not the vibe. But um, then cell phone service just like went out as soon as Radiohead played their final note. Cell service went out. Um, there like all the Ubers like we couldn't access the app. Um, and then like taxis like there was like like miles of like people just standing in line to take like one taxi home. So I just walked and I walked and I walked and I walked and it strangely enough, I ended up meeting up with a friend of mine that was there separately and they saved me. But like that whole trip, I was pissed off. I never went back to ACL. That was my last time. (laughs) It's that cell service, man. Like I, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Like it just, drops and you're just like what how am i gonna get back like who am i gonna call yeah oh like yeah but that makes no sense to like mosh and say all that for like radiohead like they don't seem like that kind of band and i can see like tom would just be like fuck like i'm here to play a show and you guys are ruining it for yourselves (laughs) like what the hell like we're never coming back here again (laughs) um but was it just that one day that you went or you went like for the whole weekend um, I just went that one day. I think I was I was a bro college student at the time, so I, I could only afford like the day trip. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, this was actually my first time going because I had been putting it off <clears throat> for years. I was always trying to find the right lineup. I was just like, nah, this doesn't go well. I was like, I don't want to see Miley Cyrus. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, no, this and that, this and that. And I'm just like, nah, I don't want to see that. Um, but luckily, this lineup was really good, and. Um, I was just like, well, I'm going to a festival in September. And I was like, I might as well go to another one in October. So I was just like, okay. And the lineup, like I said, was pretty cool. It was um, Friday was Kendrick Lamar. And I think who was playing that same day? I I was just there. So I should know already. Um, I have the lineup here somewhere. Uh, the Lumineers. So it was Kendrick Lamar on one side and the Lumineers. Saturday was the Foo Fighters and the 1975. And then Sunday was Mumford and Sons and Odessa. I think that's how you pronounce them. I saw them already. So that's why I didn't go the third day. Um, but I was just like, oh, this is not a bad lineup. And there was other little small groups and stuff like that. Um, one of the groups, well, one of the artists that I wanted to see was uh, Jimmy Vaughn. Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughn's older brother. Okay. And I'm a huge fan of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Like, I, my parents are fans of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Like, my name was almost Stevie Ray. <laughs> but luckily, oh, wow. they, they changed. They are just like, no, nah, we can't name him that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan is, like, one of, my, one of my ultimate favorite guitar heroes, guitar players, just Texas icon, Texas legend. So I was just like, well, I'll never get to see him unless I get a time machine and go back 30 years 
But I was just like, well, I can see his brother. And his brother is just, like, an amazing guitarist as well. So it was really cool and kind of, like, a little emotional, like, watching them. Because it's like, okay, I'm getting to see one of them at least, you know. So, gotcha. But, yeah, I've been a, been a huge fan of, like, like up their music. So I was just like, cool. <laughs> I could cost that off my list. That is cool. Uh, so, like, talking about, I guess, like, guitar heroes and stuff like that uh who are your like musicians that you can say that are like your heroes or your um not idols but um inspirations Hmm. the first like real big one for me was uh i don't know if you've heard of the number 12 looks like you but they're uh like they're like a crazy math core band and like every album of theirs sounds wildly different but their guitarist is like a classically trained dude who like has like jazz breaks will like go into weird, like chaotic jungle riffs and then back to like prog metal all in one song. And when I would hear that like compositional style, I was just like, this man is like on another planet and I, I want to unlock these secrets. Like how does he like just smoothly transition all this weird stuff that does not belong together but like makes it work. So like it made me like listen and think outside of the box. And I was like hearing this stuff in like eighth grade and just like, what the hell? Cause like before that I was just hearing stuff like Led Zeppelin and be like, right on brother. And then you just suddenly hear this and you're like, Oh no, I, I, I got homework to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, you said, what was the name of the band? The number 12 looks like you. Okay, the number 12. So if you guys want to check that, I'll go ahead. And for Gio, what was what was it for you? Who was the uh who was your like your I guess musical inspiration? For guitar sh- like shredders, people that know the instrument like inside and out. I would probably say Thomas Eric from The Fall of Troy was a huge Ooh. influence on me That's- like especially in high school. Um, uh, Mike Kinsella, Cap'n Jazz, American football guy. Um, his his finger picking style is like a, a huge influence. Uh, I used to do like really cringe folk indie emo stuff like in high school. So like that was like formative for me. It was like it, it was everything. Like it, it was. It, it, he just had a way of of playing uh, the folk style that just like spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And then I, I guess uh, like Johnny Greenwood, Radiohead. I think this is my top three. Okay, okay, okay. My list is all over the place, so I don't even know if I want to, like, say. Um, <laughs> but it's changed throughout the years. Like, stuff that I listened to in high school, you know, people who I looked up to in high school are people, I guess, that I don't really take inspiration from now as an adult. Um, but one of them has always been the same, and it's always been John Mayer. Um. I know a lot of people are just like, oh, that's the guy that plays, you know, uh, your body is a wonderland and stuff like that. But um, as a as a, a guitarist, like learning stuff like that, listening to how he plays and just how he composes things and just like the jazz, not the jazz, but like the blues and a little bit of jazz and and stuff like that, because his inspiration was Stevie Ray. So, you know, I was just like, OK, this guy like the same guy as I do and like you can hear it in his music and just the way he wrote and just how his feelings were 
and has always been an inspiration to me as a as a guitarist, especially like when I play acoustic guitars because I try to like kind of mimic that in a way. Um, another artist is uh, Ryan Adams. He's kind of the same thing, uh, but like his music is more like not. I can't. He's not emo, but like some of his lyrics are, and it's like a country alternative, but like with a darker tone sometimes here and there. Um, but I love the way he plays, and I love the way he writes songs, and how he can say things that like I wish I could say. So that's that's two of them, and then um, another I guess person that's been inspirational to me lately. Um, Another one. I'm trying to remember. Man, I can't think. But those two have been really as far right now. Um, you know, as maturing as adults and stuff like that. Like, you know, I still like Patrick Stump from Fall Out Boy. And I still like all these other groups. But, like, as a, as a mm-hmm. growing musician and learning different things and different styles and stuff like that, those two are mainly the ones right now. So. I got you. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually got to see actually both of them. One was in twenty I think I saw John Mayer in twenty fourteen and that was that's another story too. Um I was supposed to go see it with this girl that I was talking to. Uh she was my ex girlfriend in high school, but like we kinda started talking outside of high school when I graduated. And we were like, Hey, do you want to go see John Mayer? And she was like, yeah, we can go. And we were like, oh, we're going to have like a nice little night. Well, she never ended up going. So I ended up going by myself. And um, he's playing one of his songs, and it's just raining. And I'm sitting on the lawn. This is at the Cynthia Woods. And I'm just like, I'm getting rained on. <laughs> I was like, this is a bad like choice. I should have never sat here. Um, but it was still a great show overall. And then I saw Ryan Adams. Uh, a couple of years ago at the, uh, what's uh, it changes so many names. It's the, um, I'm trying to remember the name of it now, but it's next to the uh, Hard Rock Cafe in downtown. I'm trying to remember hmm. the name. Uh, let me look up the name of it. What is Because it? it's, it was like the uh, Verizon music theater or something like that for a while and then it's, I got you. it's I'm trying to remember what the hell is that fucking name of that group of that bar well not that bar but uh where is it at where is it at uh, I guess I'm stalling for a second <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to rem- I'm trying to find the name where is it? No, it's not that. It's not the ballet. Oh, the Revention Music Center. But it's changed oh, okay. like so many names within like the last couple of years. But no, I've seen a lot of great bands there. Um, one of my earliest ones that I remember was uh, Young the Giant. I don't know if you guys heard of them. They're like mm-hmm. an indie alternative. I, I love Young the Giant. So when I got to see them, it was pretty cool. Um, I've seen Dead Mouse, which is a I barely remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got invited by this this guy I met at a um, at a bar, and we became really cool friends. And he was just like, "Hey, do you want to go see Dead Mouse?" And I was just like, 
okay. I was like, this is not a date, right? You're going to ask me on He's like, no, bro. Like, I'm not. He's like, this is, I'm just asking because my brother was supposed to go with me, but he can't. So do you want to go? And I was like, okay. And I, I, I barely, I forgot about that show. Uh, I've seen a couple of the bands there, but um, yeah. So I've seen Ryan Adams there. I'm going off on a tangent. So I'm trying to come back to where it was. But yes, those are my musical inspirations right now. Um, I still listen to like pop punk and all that. So like those influencers are still there too. Um, that's kind of like where I started off as. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't. I didn't tell you guys about this one because we're gonna keep you on your toes. So I have <clears> this. <throat> I have this thing called unpopular opinions. It's a segment on my show. Um, I used to do it every once in a while, but I haven't done it lately because mainly the conversations that I've had have been pretty good. But um, we're going to do some unpopular opinions. So uh, since you guys are the guests of the podcast, do you guys have any unpopular opinions of like anything? Could music be, or anything? Anything. could be music, food. It could be movies. could be video games. could be anything. Because I know everyone uh, has an unpopular opinion. I'll give you one music one and one just like general life one. Uh, my music one, and Gio, will, Gio knows about this one, and many will fight me on this one. I find Radiohead kind of boring. There's just like a moment of silence of just like, <laughs> oh, the, them's fighting words, dude. Like, I, I think the dude is unquestionably, he is a genius. And like, there's a lot of good music there, but like, it's not someone I would pay a lot of money to go see live. Mm-hmm. I know. Gio's like white knuckling right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, why I ought to. Yeah. Ooh, like Elmer Fudd voice. <laughs> <laughs> then my like general life one is I think uh, Raising Cane's is really mid. Ooh. I know. I know. That's another no, fight. No, no, I don't know. I, I know. I, I, it's just chicken. It's just bland chicken. Yeah. That's it. There's like, it, there's no seasoning. There's no nothing. The fries are bad. It like it requires it to be drenched in sauce. Coleslaw, get that out of here. <laughs> I am not a fan of coleslaw either. I uh, I usually opt for the an extra piece of toast, and I mm-hmm. don't like the cane sauce. I go for the honey mustard, which not okay. a lot of people know about because they're like, I didn't know they serve honey mustard, and I'm like, yeah, they do. Um, but yeah, the fries are always like soggy. They can never be like good. <laughs> they're just soggy as fuck. And yeah, the chicken strips are usually just bland, fried, you know, deep fried and whatever. It's like you have to have sauce. Like, yeah, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> Gio's like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> He's like, you're talking shit about Raising Cane's. <laughs> and Radiohead. He's like, that's it. I'm done. That's it, dude. <laughs> No, I'll be honest. I, end of breath wish. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm putting in my resignation, my two weeks. Oh. <laughs> um, I agree with Raising Cane's not being that great. Um, my unpopular food opinion is that, and I'm going to get like death threats, dude. Um, barbecue is. What? It's not good. Oh, it's, oh not good. Oh, no. it's not good. It's not good. Brisket. I fuck with it. Um, and that's it. <laughs> I, I hate everything else. Like, that is my one. I'll die on this hill, dude. Like, fuck off with the bread. It's a filler. The beans. 
Yeah, you know. What? Nah, dude. Oh it's my gosh. Miss me with barbecue, dude. I can't do it. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Um, I'm not even mad. That just made me sad. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you'll never play Stubbs in Austin. I guess because you know there's a bunch of barbecue around there. <laughs> um. Okay, I do agree with you with the bread. The bread is just kind of like it's like yeah. that single piece of like t- bread that just got out of the bag. So it's like yeah, it's nothing. It's lazy. Uh, the coleslaw. I I I don't like coleslaw, so you can throw that shit out. Um, <laughs> I love ribs though. Ribs. Mm-hmm. If you can get a good a good like. Just somebody who can make ribs and they just fall off the bone and they're a little bit crunchy on the outside and have some flavor. Oh my god, it's it's to die for, man. It's so good. And uh yeah, I, we we gotta find you we gotta get you some good barbecue, that's why. We need to to be you. fair, I used to live next to Truth and I just never had an opportunity to get Truth barbecue. I, I heard so many good things about it. I always saw the line going around the building. I uh, just never stopped in. And I am I am willing to give that a shot because it just I've heard so many good things about it. We got to do that. We have to do that because yes, sir. We oh, live yeah. in Texas. That's kind of like blasphemy. <laughs> I want to I want to change my mind. <laughs> We're going to have to change your mind. We are going to have to. <laughs> we'll tell them just bring out the good stuff because they usually have the good stuff for for themselves. Um, but yeah, so we'll have to fix that. But yeah, uh, do you guys have another unpopular opinion? What do you anything else? Hmm. I we talked about the cure a second ago. Um I love the Smiths and I know that people compare them because Morrissey's like a very strange individual. Um I, I love the Smiths and I think that Johnny Marr has some of the greatest riffs ever made. And hmm. no amount of Morrissey hate will ever tarnish their like how I see them. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, this Johnny Marr is really like very clever with those riffs. You know, this charming man, um, heaven knows I'm miserable now, and mm-hmm. all these other songs. Just like, just just a fucking genius. So I agree with you on that. Oh yeah. Zach, while you go, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick a quick potty break if y'all don't mind. <laughs> And I'll, I'll see well, if I can come oh, up with I go. I, I'm like, I'm trying to think, like, what are my other just, like, hateful, like, hateable opinions that I have? And I feel like I've said, like, my two biggest ones. Hmm. Um, I had one I thought about, and I totally forgot it. And it was a really good one, too. Um, damn, where, what, what, what was it? Was it something about Austin, or was it something about... I'm trying to remember. And I, I know it was a really good one. And I usually write these down. Maybe I did write it down. Check and see. Uh, no, no, no. I'm like somebody's dog is dying outside. What the hell? Um, damn. I know I had a good one. Where is What is it? What is it? I think we're stalling time until Gio comes back. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I think I do got one. Um, this is going to sound just like evil, but like in general, I think most, and I, when I say most, I mean like 95% of babies are just ugly, dude. Like people at work will come up to me with like a photo. It's like, dude, look at my nephew. 
look at my little nephew and they'll show me this baby picture and it looks like a little alien. And I'm just like, oh, and I'm just thinking to myself, God damn, (laughs) what the hell? No, no, you, I think you're wrong about that. I think it's 99% of Okay, good. I didn't want to sound too fucked up, but I'm glad you're with me. No, it's not fucked up. I mean, some babies just look (laughs) ugly and... Yeah. I've seen some ugly kids. I mean, some of my cousins have had some ugly kids. I'm just like, <laughs> God, I'm like, that's an ugly kid, dude. I'm like, I know he's going to grow into, like, whatever he's going to look like later, but I'm like, Damn, you made that? <laughs> keep that away from me. <laughs> that's an evil thing. That came out of somewhere. That came out of someone's vagina. Like, no, get that. Throw that away. Throw that away. Yeah. Put it in the furnace somewhere. <laughs> No, he was saying that like ninety nine percent of babies are ugly. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> there you go. It is. I do good. His mind. <laughs> Damn, there was. I had a really. I'm trying to think of this really good one. Um, let's see. Music wise, um, so there's a list. Actually, okay. Music-wise, I don't really think Jimi Hendrix should be number one as the number one guitarist, like the most influential guitarist ever. I don't think he should be. Uh, no. And I know everyone puts him up there, number one, and you're know, like, oh, he's the, like the top. And like, I don't think so. There have been many, many, many guitarists after him and before him that could blow that dude out of the fucking water. And yeah. I I I always find it like not cringy, but I always like never agree with the list. Like they actually came out with oh my phone's dead now, but they came out with the list and um it was like the top ten or top twenty. And they had like Eric Clapton at like number thirteen. They had like Stevie at like seventeen. And Eddie Van Halen at like nine or something. And I'm just like, that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Like those lists are so whack, dude. Because yeah. like they they need to stop saying greatest because like that's the buzzword. They're like listing the most remembered for whatever reason, like the most remembered and like photographed and like recorded people of all time that we still remember today. You know, because like for every one of those people, I tell you, there's like ten dudes that no one knows about and everyone's forgotten about who could just play circles around them. Mm-hmm. Like for any of those people, I could name like five jazz guitarists that would just like put them to bed. Yeah. Like, I, that's yeah. Like the greatest kind of has to just be thrown out. Like if Rolling Stone, if anybody from Rolling Stone, which I'm sure nobody is, but if you guys are listening, like just stop doing that <laughs> list. Just stop. If you knew are, just don't put Jimmy there. Just, just stop. Just stop. I mean, he's had some good songs, and he has very, 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 like, iconic songs. But I'm like, there's people better. Like, I honestly think that Stevie Ray is a way better guitarist than Jimmy. And I've gotten a lot of hate for that. And I've said that, and that's a that's a hill I'm willing to die on. And I know they're two different styles, but just the guitar playing, the ferocity, the... The songs and stuff like that. Like, he... I mean, Jimmy was just like, yeah. I mean, he was just like, I don't really care. Like, I'm just going to do these songs, man. They sound really good. 
And Stevie was just like a fucking just gunslinging, just ferocious man at playing. And just his songs were just iconic, man. I mean, I, that's like I said, that's the hill I'm going to die. And I think Stevie is way better than Jimmy. And I really think that Jimmy should not be number one anymore. Like he has to like give up that, <laughs> give up that spot. So I will not contest it. Uh, food wise, um, there was uh, an unpopular opinion I had about food, and uh, damn, I, I know I forgot about it. What was it? Uh, I'm an avid sour cream hater. Oh, you don't? I'm like- with- <laughs> no, I'm with you. hate it. Um, I'm. I'm on that boat as well. There's three of us on that <laughs> boat now. It's, it's not that I hate sour cream. It's just the word just sour cream just doesn't sound appealing. And mm-hmm. my grandmother always like put it on the side with certain foods. And I'm just like, I'm not going to eat that. Like y'all know me already. I'm not going to eat that. And if <laughs> I see it, like if I go to Taco Bell and I'm like no sour cream, and if I see a sour cream in a burrito, that means extra, dude. They'll put extra. No, like, I, I, oh man, that ruins my whole day. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't even want to eat this anymore. And I'm just like, just throw it away because <laughs> that's how bad it is. I'm just like, no. But um, I will say that um, this person who I've been talking to uh, actually got me into eating sour cream. Uh, we were at a game. And she had brought nachos. And she was just like, here, I got you some nachos. And I was like, oh, thanks. And she was like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't really like sour cream or pico de gallo. And she was like, oh, I'm, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm just like, no, it's fine. I'll just eat it. And I did. And I was just like, huh, it's not that bad. But, yeah, I still won't, I still won't put in anything else. But, yeah, I don't like pico de gallo either. That's crazy. That's a little wild. No, that's not. People think I was trash, man. I, that's that's the most that's the most hateful, unpopular opinion that I have. That I start off. That's the one I started with when I did this thing. I was just like, you know what? I don't like pico. I, I can't stand it. I just don't. Y'all got to say worse stuff than when I said barbecue, so that people forget what I said. <laughs> not gonna forget Remember what you said. Instead. Someone's gonna be at that show November fourth, and they're gonna be like, hey, man. You don't like I barbecue. Like, I can't come to the show anymore because you don't like barbecue. <laughs> They're going to throw a bunch of sausage at my head. They're going to a bunch of, like, barbecue sauce. Like, we've got this from, like, different places. We're going to throw it at you. <laughs> the power of Christ compels me. <laughs> the power of barbecue. Boom. Yeah. Of, uh, uh, what's it called? Papa's Barbecue. They're just, like, li- there's going to be, like, a link that's, like, like, a cross. A link cross or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, just throwing at you. Um, I have one more. I'll come. I know I'm like trying to figure it out, but I have one more. I'm trying to like remember. It's been a long, long weekend. Um, let me see. Um, I, it's not really unpopular because I'm sure a lot of people will agree with this, but I think we shouldn't have to be paying for water. Honestly, like water should be a hundred percent free. I don't know why we are in the business of selling clean water 
when it's a basic necessity and everybody should be allowed to have it. You shouldn't be like trying to scounge up some money just to buy some water. Like it should just be like, here you go. You know, I know you're trying to make a profit off of it. Everyone's trying to make business, but it's a basic human necessity. And I think it's kind of shitty. that We're selling water, especially at like That's venues funny. and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like who the fuck is going to pay $12 for a fucking water, dude? Like just give it to them for free. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Do you want people passing out shit? No, you don't. Uh, I know that I had a, I didn't go to sick new world fest. Uh, but I had a bunch of friends that did, and they said that they were selling water for like twenty bucks a pop. Or they they were probably grossly over exaggerating, but like they're in the desert, and like it was not cheap to buy water. No, yeah, well, for maybe like Las Vegas and all that, yeah, I could see why water would be a little pricey. Um, but the festivals that I, I went to, um, they're like five, six dollars, and I'm just like. That's not bad, but, like, it still shouldn't be sold like that. Like, just give it to people for, like, a dollar. I mean, you can make more money that way. But a lot of these festivals have water stations, and I I always hate it that they have one on one side and one, like, far away on the other side. And it's like there's only two of them, and you're trying mm-hmm. to provide water for thousands of people, and there's only two stations, and it's like... Might as well help out with the water. Just right. give them free water. It makes sense. I mean, they were doing that at ACL. Like, they were passing out free water bottles during the, the festival and during people waiting. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want nobody passing out and shit. So, I'm like, that's that's smart. But, yeah, you got to stop paying for water. That makes no sense at all. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Ah, my bad. Uh, but, yeah. All right. So, that's unpopular opinions. <laughs> We came up I got plenty more if you guys want to. <laughs> I mean, if you got if one wanna... more, if you got one more, <laughs> we can do this one more, and then we can go into the next uh, topic, subject, thingy, thingy. All right, hit us. I think Geo froze, unless he's thinking. Yeah, I think he froze. Uh... Damn. He'll come back. He'll come back. He went into the ether. <laughs> he's just thinking of like the most unpopular opinion. And he's, he's just throwing right He froze time. If I was recording <laughs> this, I would do like those little like mathematics things where he's just like thinking. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, yeah, he's, he's frozen. He'll come back. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. There we go. Nope, nope, there oh, he is. Hey, there I'm back. Go. Oh my gosh, you froze. We thought like you were doing like a Doctor Strange kind of thing. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Weird. You were just frozen. I was like, damn, he's really thinking. <laughs> no, I don't know what happened. Um, cool. Xfinity for you. Uh, no, I was saying that um, I don't want to be, I don't want to have any more death threats in our email, so I, we can move on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just we'll move on. All right. So the next uh, topic subject of the podcast is called, what are you listening to? So. It really it's his own podcast, but I haven't kept up with it, so I'm bringing it back little by little for this for this podcast. But yeah, so pretty much self explanatory. Like, so what do you guys have been listening to lately? Like, it could be old, could be new, it could be something you just rediscovered or something like 
somebody um, recommended you, stuff like that. So either you or you guys want to go first. Um, sure, I'll take it first. Um, some like recent music that I've been enjoying a lot lately is uh, Black Midi and uh, Show Me the Body. It's like more like Black Midi is like super chaotic, like, like performative, mathy music. It's all over the place, but there's a lot of character to it. And they have this crazy energy live. And Show Me the Body is like like punk rap, like hardcore and like political. It's like, they have a lot of crazy energy too. And like the singer plays banjo and it's like run through a guitar rig with distortion and everything. And it took me a while to realize like, Oh shit, that's not a guitar. He's playing banjo. That's like so hard. But, uh, yeah, like they're a really cool group. It's pretty badass. Hell yeah. So yeah, like folky hardcore punk rap. It nice. it just works. <laughs> and then for like some throwback, just like I think recently I was listening to a little ABBA that just like took me back. Oh yeah, like I mean, a lot of people like, they don't shit on ABBA because they like ABBA, but I mean yeah. those guys just fucking monsters are just throwing out pop records. Just bam, yeah, like bam, bam, so bam, bam, many bam. hits. It's crazy. Like, those Swedish people just know their music. (laughs) I envy that. Just like, damn, how can I write that many good songs? I guess we all got to go to Sweden. Check it out. Yeah. What about you, Gio? What you got going on? What what kind of music you've been listening to lately? So, uh, it's been all over the place lately. I'm actually looking at my recent saves on Spotify, and it's, like, crazy, dude. Um I've listened to a lot of Sweet Pill lately, which is like current emo, pop punk, uh, just good stuff. The Yakuza Zero soundtrack, if you're a fan of that of that oh. video game series. <laughs> um, and uh, the latest Armand Hammer album. Okay. Uh, I'm, not sure if, I'm not sure if I like it yet. It's growing on me. Um, but those, those are like the top three that I've been listening to like in the last week or so. That's cool, 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 cool. Uh, for me, it's also been all over the place as well. Uh, but one of the bands I've been listening to is Origami Angel. I don't Hell know. Yeah. yeah, like uh, my brother told me about them back in February. And I was just like, I, I thought it was one of his like obscure bands that he knows. Because my brother listens to a lot of more music than I do. He knows a lot more bands. Um, so there's things that he'll tell me and I'm just like, okay. And then I'll listen and I'll become a fan. So he told me about origami angel and I saw that they were playing Riot fest. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go check them out. And I listened to a lot of their songs and like, my God, they're very catchy. They're very poppy. They're really good lyrics. I mean, it's talk and you can talk about like love and like self healing and stuff like that. So like what you guys were talking about, like writing, like they're, they're writing stuff like that too. So it's just like, Oh, it's for adults. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's for me. Um, so a lot of that, I've been listening to a lot of uh, jazz. So like West Coast jazz and and stuff like that. Because um, it just, fall season reminds me of jazz music. So like, you know, when it starts to get a little colder and then like the fog starts settling in and the, the leaves start changing colors. It just reminds me of like jazz music. And I just, I love oh, yeah. it. So. Um, I've been listening to a lot of jazz and just jazz playlists on 
um, Spotify. And then I've been getting into my Spanish roots, my Mexican roots, and been listening to like a lot of uh, classical Spanish music, like um, Vicente Fernandez and stuff like that. Um, you know, because it's like it's it was Hispanic Heritage Month or you know whatever they call it now. So lately, um, since my grandparents passed, uh, I've been really digging into the music that they listened to and that they liked when they were like my age or maybe a little bit younger or as an adult. So I've been digging into that and been listening to that music, and it's it's been a real trip because it's just like. It's so good. It's music. It's just, it's very open and big, and just the lyrics are just beautiful. That's like poetry, and just everything fits. And it's just, it's so, it's beautiful music. It's very beautiful music. And sometimes it can make you cry, and sometimes you can get drunk to it. So mm-hmm. there's that. And um, a lot of the rest of it is like pop punk and stuff like that, and just other bands. And um, another. I guess genre that I listen to is I don't know what it's called, but it's like I guess like dance pop music stuff like that. Like it's stuff that I see on TikTok, and it's like artists that like will promote their stuff, and I, I listen to it and I like it and stuff like that. Like there's this guy named Johnny Yukon. Um, he just put out his first album, and I like a lot of his stuff. It's just very poppy. It's very catchy, and um, that's kind of like my. Um, What's it called? My guilty pleasure. I love pop music, like Britney Spears and InSync and stuff like that, and whatever else is new. Like if I can find something that's good pop music, I'm I'm all into it. Like that's that's just that's just it. I can't. That's one of the things I listen to. Like in my earbuds, I'm like no one no one's knowing I'm listening to this. So like okay, <laughs> like are you listening to Britney Spears? Like no, the fuck, are you listening to Britney Spears? No. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been listening to lately. There's a lot of other stuff, but like that's mainly the ones that I've been listening to. So, but yes. So we have done. Yeah. Well, go ahead. <clears throat> My bad. No, I was gonna say I vibe with that dude. Like, there's sometimes where like I'll hear like a top forties kind of thing, and it's just like unquestionably catchy and i'm like racking my brains like why is this catchy like i'm trying to dissect like what are they doing that's like making it so so like much of a bop and i like i'm just like how do i copy this and like rubbing my hands together and steal and like scheming and shit you know yeah two five one was it (laughs) uh the two five one jazz pattern i mean that it always gets like i'll i'll send zach like a doja cat song and i'm like dude listen to this it's awesome and uh he's like oh yeah it's just the standard like it's been done a million times i'm like well i like it Yeah, Can we do it? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I don't know if they're just bringing, I mean, not bringing, but like borrowing from an earlier time in music or they're a lot. I mean, a lot of, I guess, producers will lend their ear to other parts of the world and hear like, oh, what's going on over here? So let me borrow this and bring it over here and make it. And then it's like a thing for like 10 fucking years mm-hmm. <laughs> or a couple of years, like. The 2010s, like the early 2010s, when it was just like this indie folk, like country, not country, but like folk kind of thing, like the Lumineers and all that. Mm-hmm. I I was not a fan of it. It just wasn't like I wasn't with the whole um, 
hipster movement and the mustaches and the you know all that the, i was just it was just not my thing i was just like can we move to something else <laughs> the stomp clap hey yeah movement. stomp clap it's like yeah let's come back with that <laughs> not a fan of it but um yeah so we've done our segments and this is the the last part of the show so <laughs> Uh, before we close, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on, Gio. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for coming on. Um, it's been a really good conversation with you guys, picking your brains about things, talking about unpopular opinions and barbecue and stuff. <laughs> thank you. This has been so fun. This has been a lot of fun, man. I really appreciate you all you, you having us on and letting us ramble about crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the whole thing of my podcast. Like, I know other people are very formal and they have like you got to follow this or talk this questions this and that and i can be like that but sometimes i'm like oh how would i want to go on someone's podcast i don't want to just go and be berated by a bunch of like you know um boring questions about you know what i'm doing and this and that like i want to ask i want to be asked like have you ever done this before what's your favorite this you know try to get to know the person like that's the whole thing of the podcast trying to get to know the guests and so, you know so where you're listening to it and you're just like okay yeah i vibe with him like yeah i feel like we could be good friends i'm like he's my best friend already i don't even know who he is you know <laughs> so that's the whole thing and i'm very happy that you guys um had fun on here it means a lot because you know i don't want guests to feel like like oh that kind of was shitty but you know i don't want to say it but no like genuinely everyone has told me that they've had a great time so it means a lot to me it really does of course. Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, I love getting on here. I like I like talking about things I, I like and don't like. It's like right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> love to talk shit. <laughs> love to talk shit. That's a, one of the things. Is like We just like talking shit on here. I just like talking <laughs> shit. But yes, so before we close, um, I'm going to give you guys the floor. You can promote what you guys need to promote. The show on November 4th, the single old music, new music, whatever. The floor is yours, guys. All right. You want to take this first, Geo? Sure. Uh, we have a new single coming out. It's called Legacy. It's about um, getting off late at work and only having a couple hours of free time and what you do with it. We are really excited to put that out into the world. We are going to throw a big party, single release show, November 4th at the end. Doors are at 8, music at 9, uh, 12 bucks at the door. If you guys are around, you're available. It's on a Saturday. Uh, we're a couple weeks out. If you're free, please come through, wear a costume, party with us. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're, we're going to ensure that everyone has a good time. Please come through. Hell yeah. The end, guys. If you guys don't know where that is, that it's off of Lawndale. Uh, that's in the, not really the south side of town, not Edo. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what part of the town this is. And I, I don't live that far from the end. So um, I will try to make it out to that show and go support you guys because I like supporting my guests that I have on my podcast. So Hell yeah. Um, if I do come in a costume, I might just come in my my Star Wars robe that I've been wearing for like the last five or six years. Oh hell yeah! Uh, you know, it's either like, are you a Jedi? Are you a Sith? Or are you the Grim Reaper? And I'm like, I'm just some dude wearing a robe. <laughs> I'm just wearing a tunic. Yeah, I just wearing a tunic. That's it. And just like, who's that guy? I, I don't know. That's somebody. 
But yeah, um, November 4th, guys, at the end, it's a release show. It says $12. Come out and support your local music scene. Come out and support your local bands. It does mean a whole lot to them, as you know, I am also in a local group. It, it really does bring us happiness to see people come out and support us, you know, because we're over here practicing for hours a day and trying to, like, get it right. And then we, you know, we play these shows and it means a lot to us. So if you guys can come check them out on November 4th, um, stream their music wherever it's available. Uh, you guys got an album out and you got a bunch of singles out like that. Go ahead and check them out. Um, anything else you guys want to say? Uh, we got some killer merch, you know, with different designs of T-shirts. We got some tapes and whatnot. Um, we'd love to see more people wearing Breath Wish swag, you know, and then all of that stuff, like, funds our future LP. So, like, it's really appreciated. We love and appreciate our fans. Y'all are the best. Oh, That's yeah. right. Get that swag That's on, that right. breast swag. <laughs> swag wish. wish swag. swag wish. <laughs> swag wish. I don't know. I'm not coming up with words. Um, but yes, again, thank you guys for coming on. It means a whole lot. I'm excited for what you guys got going on. And uh, yeah, I will try to make it to the November 4th show. And if I don't, I will be there in a Force Ghost spirit. So, partying with you guys. <laughs> But I would try oh, to make yeah. it. Like I said, it's down the street from my apartment, so it, it'll be no problem for me. I'm going to hold you to it now that you've said that. He's going to hold me to it. <laughs> He's going to be like, hey, where are you at, dude? Just blow up my phone. Hey, I'm just hey, like, hey. Oh, I, I fell asleep, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you promised you were going to be here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm walking right now. So, But no, yeah, I will. I said it. I will try to be there. Like I said, it's down the awesome. street. So, But yes, this has been Breath Wish. Thank you guys for coming on. Gio, thank you for coming on. Zach, thank you for coming on. And to the rest thank of the you. members, you guys were with us in spirit. So whatever <laughs> right. unpopular opinions that they have, they can talk about that at the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, so um, yeah, this has been Inside the Northside Podcast. This has been Breathwish. Thank you guys for so much for listening. Like I said, go ahead and support your local music scene. Go ahead and support these guys. Check them out wherever you can find music. Check out the rest of my podcast. I got a bunch of other episodes in the bank. I got some stuff on Patreon. If you guys want to sign up for the Patreon, it's $5 a month. I have episodes that I haven't released, and I have another podcast on there, which is called The Topic of uh, One of the Things That We Did, What Are You Listening To?, where I have guests come on, and we bring our five favorite songs of that moment that we're listening, and we show each other music. It's really fun and really exciting, and I might bring it to the public and put it publicly uh, whenever I have time. But, but yeah, anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. As I always close out, God bless, peace, and I'll see you guys later. <laughs>